Isaiah chapter 40. I have uh, another scripture that the Spirit of the Lord has brought before me at this hour. So we'll see how the Lord will speak to us today. Praise God. And I'm going to read from verse 3 onwards. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. So we're going to read from verse 3 onwards, Isaiah 40. And from verse 3 onwards, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We also see here where the Lord speaks, all flesh shall see it together. And we saw who this all flesh are. All flesh and its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. I want to pause right here as the spirit of the Lord wants me to. And when you look at the word of God here, God says, the grass withers, the flower fades. And God says the grass are the people. And the flower is the glory, you know, whatever earthly glory that they may have. Whatever they might have accumulated upon their lives. All of a sudden, it all just goes away. Suddenly, it disappears. Just like the flower of the field. It's so temporary and so little. But God says over here, the word of God that God gives, it stands forever. When our lives are built upon the word of God, this is very important. I really want you to pay attention as the Holy Spirit wants uh, me to have you really take this deep into your spirits. The flower withers, the grass withers. Whatever is there in the field, when the sun goes on it, it withers. But there's something that stands eternal. What is it that stands eternal? That which stands eternal is that which proceeds from the mouth of God. I want you to really take this in deep into your, into your minds and from your mind to your spirit so that you don't let it go. The word of God that comes from the mouth of God, when it falls upon something, it makes that to become eternal because it joins, it combines with whatever it is in order to produce life and whatever God works upon, it has eternal value. It has eternal value. So when the word of God is spoken, that word of God stands forever. Nothing can bring that down. Nothing can push it down. Nothing can overwrite that. Nothing can you know, demolish that, nothing can discredit that, nothing can actually challenge that ultimately. You know, Satan may try to use people to challenge, but 
all those challenges fail when it stands before, when all those challenges combine together, when it stands before the word of God, they all come crumbling down. And so the spirit of God is giving a very important prophetic word, you know, for our church here, for each one of us here, which is the word of God that God gives to us during every season and every period, it stands forever if we take that word of God and build our lives upon that word of God. That means when our lives are patterned according to the blueprint that God has from heaven, then what happens is whatever we do will have eternal value as this word of God stands forever. Whatever we do will also stand forever before God Almighty. That means it has this eternal worth and eternal value. So God says over here, the people of this world, they do things in order for them to have something or um, build something or build upon something, but they are not of eternal value. They're very temporary. And, and the temporal worth is, when you look at it, God compares it to a grass and to the flower. When you look at it, it is so fleeting and so temporary. That means the life, he didn't say, well, it's like the life of a chicken or it's, it's like the life of an elephant or it's like, no, those things have a longer, you know, life cycle or period compared to the grass of the field. The grass of the field is so, so delicate. The flowers of the field are so delicate and it just withers away so quickly. When the harshness of the sun comes, if it is too strong, it just goes away. And if it rains heavily, it can just completely go away. If it's like a very, very bad storm, you know, things can just go away. And the life cycle of it itself is very, very, very uh, short, very brief. And God says the life of a human being, every individual is just like that. There's no difference between a rich person and a poor person or a strong person and a weak person. And well, you know, they can, you know, be like this and this person is like this. No, every single human being, God says, their life is like the grass. It depends on, you know, uh, whether it's going to die in the afternoon or whether it's going to die in the evening, but it's going to die. It's very brief. But the word of God, God is comparing that, his word, to that of those who live for this materialistic world, those who live for the temporal things, God is comparing their lifestyle and their life and their worth and what they're going after to the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And this word that sustains and it causes God's people to live is eternal. And those who live in that word will live forever. So they are not like these people who wither away. We are not like the people here who wither away because when we abide by the word and the word is in us and we are in the word, what happens is our life actually lives forever and ever because he who has the son has eternal life and the son of God is the word of God. So in the word of God, when we live, when we live within the word of God and the word of God within us, our life is not like the grass of the field. And whatever we do for God is not like the flower that's on top of a grass. Very different. So I want to take you to the third verse here. God says here, I have given you a job. And the job is be the voice that needs to hear his word 
and echo it. I want to repeat it. Be the voice that will hear his word and echo it. In order for someone to echo the word of God, they need to have ears to hear. If you want to be someone who will do the will of God, we need to have ears to hear. And Jesus said this so beautifully. He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what whatever Jesus said in the Gospels and also in the book of Revelation. Jesus said this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Same thing he said during his lifetime, he's saying when he came and revealed himself to John the Apostle in the island of Patmos. God is speaking to our hearts today. He says, when we have ears to hear, when our ears are sharp, when we have ears to hear, God says, what will happen is we will be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water. We will bring forth the fruit that God has for us and our lives will reflect the life of the Savior, which is full of life. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Your life and my life can become a reflection of God Almighty provided we are hidden in the life of Christ. Now, the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me, loved me, loves me, and continues to love me. He gave his life for me. And with the life that he gave, now I'm living. So it's by his death, I gain life. And with that life that God has given to me, now I live. And that life is no longer the way I used to live because the way I used to live is the grass life. Whatever I try doing is the flower that was on top of the grass. But now it's very different. Everything is very different because this is going to be really solid. This is going to be for eternity. This is going to be eternal. God wants us to have eternal value. God wants us to have eternal rewards. God wants us to live this life, keeping our eyes on Jesus, keeping our ears open to Jesus Christ. And whatever God is calling us to do, God says, when we have our eyes upon Christ and our ears upon the voice of God, then we will be able to talk God talk. We will be able to speak the words of God. We will be able to be that voice that will represent Jesus Christ in our generation. And what will that voice do? The voice is a voice that prepares itself and prepares a way for God so that God can come and raise every valley. God can come and bring every mountain down. God can come and straighten all the crooked places. God wants to do something in our lives in order for us to receive what God has. In order for us to walk in the miraculous. In order for us to experience the supernatural. This is essential. This is very essential. What is essential? For us to, we saw this yesterday. For us to prepare ourselves so that God can come and do something. For us to Make way, make way. What does make way mean? Think about it. What does make way mean? If you want to bring something in your house and your house is full of things, what are you supposed to do? You need to make way. You're going to take all the things that are in the way and all the things that need to go in the trash, all the things that you're not going to use. You're going to put them all out so that you can make way for the new stuff to come. And you're not going to bring them all there and put them right on top of all the dusty, dirty stuff. No, you're going to clean up everything. What are you doing? You're making room. You're making way for the brand new stuff to come. If you want God Almighty to come into your life, if you want God Almighty to come and raise up your valleys, you want God Almighty to come and bring down your mountains, if you want God Almighty to come and make all the crooked paths straight, then God says this, prepare yourself and make way. 
prepare yourself. Take yourself before the living God and say, Lord, I'm going to take time to prepare myself in your presence. I'm going to take time to look at my life. I'm going to take time to clean up. I'm going to take time to take away all the bushes. I'm going to take time to make way, to make room for the Spirit of God to come and do the miraculous in my life. This is the Word of God and it is important for us to understand it so that when we understand the Word of God, we'll be able to not only comprehend, but be be able to implement what God wants to implement in our lives. So now there's a promise God gives. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked paths or places be made straight. And the rough places be made smooth. Now this goes along with the promise that God gave us in the beginning of this year. What was the promise? God says, just like God bless Abraham in all things. God wants to bless us in all things. Provided. We, like Abraham, honor God in all things, submit to God in all things. Like Abraham, obey God in all things. Very simple, but it takes integrity to be true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ in all things. So you look here, God wants to do this. What does he want to do? Every valley in your area, God wants to raise it up. That's what God wants to do. Every mountain in your area, God wants to bring it down. This is what God wants to do. Every crooked path or crooked ways, whatever is crooked in your life, God wants to straighten it out. This is God's will. God's will that every valley in your life, wherever the dip is there, God wants to raise it up. This is what God wants. This is God's will in your life. Every mountain in your life has to come down. And this is God's will for you. So if this is God's will for you, how to make it happen? Will God's will automatically happen in your life? No. Will God's will automatically come? And then somehow, because it's God's will, it's going to happen because he is sovereign. And so he'll just bypass everything and come and do it. No. Or if I just say, I'm going to pray every day. I'm just going to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Will that happen? No. Prayer is one thing, but how we pray is very important. It's important to take time to be holy. It's important to sanctify ourselves. It's important to remove every hindrance. It's important to push what we need to push out of the way. And then make room for God to bring in what he has to bring in. So the spirit of God is speaking. If we know that this is what God's will is for my life, which is wherever there's a dip, wherever you see unevenness, wherever you see things that are not stable, wherever you see things that are not steady and God wants to raise it up. This is God's will. God's will is for his people to prosper in every area, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, in, in every area. And God wants to save every member of a family because it is God's will. Just praying is, is it enough? If we just pray every day, is it enough? It is only one part of the equation. It's only one part of the equation. When you say like two plus dash is four, then you need to have the other two there. You can have one, two there. If you don't have the other number there, or if you put a zero there, it's not going to equal four. So God's equation is two plus two equals four. And if he wants to give you a four or 200 plus 200, he wants to give you a 400, whatever it is, you need to have the other side where that's blank, what God wants you to do to fill it. You need to do that. If you don't fill that in, your answer four or 400 will not be there because if you put a zero there, then your answer is not going to be 400. So in eternity, God will say 400 is what I'm going to give. 
that's that means God is going to bless you in all things. 400 is just an illustration for you to visualize, to know that God wants to bless me in all things. If God wants to bless you in all things, God says, you need to do this, which is your equation. This plus this equals this. So we can do one part, which is prayer. But if we don't do the other part, we need to examine ourselves and make sure that we align ourselves with the word of God and we are obedient to God in all things. Then the end result will not be what God has intended for it to be. So prayer is very important. We say that, well, I want to do everything, but um, I'm just reading. I'm reading from First Chronicles and I'm reading from Second Kings. I'm reading all the history books and I'm reading Revelation. Oh, it's interesting. I'm reading the Bible every day, but, you know, I'm not that motivated to pray. And, you know, well, I'm watching this and I'm watching that. I'm watching all Christian channels and I'm all doing all these things. And uh, I know, you know, anytime somebody prays and I say, Lord, my family member needs to be changed and saved and all those things. And we pray here and there. And then or somebody, you know, says something, we get inspired and we pray that day. But there's no consistency there. If there's no consistency there, then that is not going to fit the equation. Consistency is very important. Understand this. Every single person needs to eat properly in order to be healthy. That's how it is. No matter how you think, you can just say, well, I know, you know, you put gasoline in a car and that's how the car runs. And well, now why don't, why should I drink water? Why can't I drink gasoline? Somebody think talks like that. That's foolishness. Every single person and every single item is made a certain way and whatever you need to do for that to operate, you need to do. You can take, you know, something, you know, like a, an iron and you cannot say, well, why should I plug that in? I don't have to plug it in. I don't have to plug it in because you know what? When I look at my phone, I just tap my phone and it happens and I'm going to keep my hand and I'm going to keep tapping it and making it and, and I'm going to just tap it. And when I tap it, it's somehow going to iron my clothes. It doesn't work like that. I mean, we don't have it as of yet, a technology like that. No, God has meant for us to do certain things a certain way. He'll call us to do certain things a certain way. Now why? Because that's the only way it'll work. Prayer and the word of God, when you look at those two things, these are powerful weapons and powerful tools that come from God Almighty in order to move heaven and earth to get things done. God is looking for people who say, I'm looking for Joshua. I'm looking for Gideon. I'm looking for Moses. I'm looking for Daniel. I'm looking for Joseph. And God is looking for people who? People who will pray. So prayer is very important. We pray. We need to be people who pray. But can we pray with unclean lips and can we pray with unclean minds and can we pray with unclean hearts? Man, you can pray and you can say, oh God, forgive me. You can pray that kind of prayer, prayer of repentance and cleanse yourself before God before you really pray. But cursing and praying cannot happen at the same time. Flirting and praying cannot happen at the same time. You cannot have immorality and piety at the same time. It cannot happen that way. So there has to be the cleansing. I just said a few minutes ago, if you want to bring new things into the house, you can't have like old, ugly things in there where you say that, well, I'm going to put the new furniture on top of the old furniture. Well, you can try sitting on top of it and see how it looks. God is not a God of disorder. If you want God to come and do new things in your life, whatever is of the old, whatever is ugly, whatever is smelly, whatever brings that kind of uh, ugliness into your life needs to go out. 
all the worms, all the creepy things, you know, all the fungus, all the mold and whatever is there. Spiders need to go out. God is speaking into our hearts at this hour. If you want God's blessing in your life, it is important to align yourself with the will of God. So number one, prayer is important, but the prayer should always be informed by the word of God. Prayer is important. Prayer must be informed by the word of God. That means, well, I know Matthew 6.33. Well, I know John 3.16. It's not that. Informed by the word of God, that means the word that you're using in prayer should be the word that you're really applying in your life. That means if you say, Lord, you said man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. That means I believe that. I need to have a deeper inner conviction that I believe that. And I'm taking that scripture and I'm praying. I believe that we need to have that solid conviction in our hearts and not just here. It has to be here. When the wind blows, when the storm comes, we need to just hold on to that. We need to just hold on to the anchor. We need to hold on to that rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, his word and say, your word endures forever. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God, it endures forever. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. It's then, it's at that time, will the glory of the Lord be revealed. When? When we have that prayer life that has the word of God. These are like two strong pillars. And I've talked about the other things through the spirit of God before, where the humility has to be there. Faith has to be there. But the word and prayer comes from humility and faith. It's understood. You know, we've heard so many messages, so we don't want to keep going over the same thing again and again. But I want to just... Mention it here and there as the Holy Spirit wants me to, so that we don't forget what God has taught us already. So humility and faith are important when it comes to prayer. Humility and faith are important when we have to use the word of God. Because without humility and faith, you can't obey the word. Without humility and faith, you won't have the grace from God to be able to pray. So those two are very important. When pride comes in, fall will come right after that. Pride goes before a fall. And so when you understand this, I have to do what God has called me to do, which is to prepare myself. I need to prepare myself so that God can bring in what he has said. I need to get myself ready. I need to get myself ready for what God is going to give. You know, if God said, say that you are in a place where there's no rain and there's no water and God is saying, well, I'm going to give you rain. And you're going to have water and you are in a desert area, but you have buckets in your hand. What will you do? If God says, I'm going to give you rain. If you really believe it, you're going to start getting your buckets out and you're going to start getting your buckets out. You're going to line up your buckets because you really believe you don't even see any dark clouds there. You know, this is what Noah did when God said, I'm going to wipe out the people of this earth. With the rain that I'm going to send, 40 days and 40 nights are going to have this. You need to build an ark and Noah immediately believed in the word of the Lord and acted upon it. What did he do? He went and told his family, this is what's going to happen. Guys, we need to start building the ark. And they all believed and all those who believed entered into the ark because they believed and they built the ark. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you want your mountains to come down, if you want your valleys to be raised up, if you want God to do the impossible things in your life, it's very important to believe in the word of God. 
the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God endures forever. What God has said in his word and has said to you and has spoken over you. Are you willing to hold on to it? Are you willing to hold on to it? Jesus said this. The storm came, the winds blew, and the waves came. It just pounded on that house. But because that house was built upon the rock, that means it was solid in the word of God. It was solid in the word of God. Nothing could shake that faith in that word of God. No storm, no winds, no flood, no nothing could shake that house. You know why? Because the foundation of the house was laid upon the word of God so strong. The structure was so strong. Yes, this was just beating upon that house. And Jesus said, but you know what? The focus was not the storm. The focus was the house. The house stood firm. Hallelujah. The house stood firm. If you want to experience the supernatural, if you want God to do the impossible in your life, God is speaking to your hearts today. If you want to see the glory of God revealed in your life and for all the world to see how big your Jesus is, and that's the right focus, and not what a big testimony you have, no, how big your God is. If you want the world to see how big your Jesus is because of you, because of your obedience to God, if you want to be that vessel that will show Jesus to this world, that means, you know, when Jesus went on the donkey, the donkey carried Jesus Christ. Now they all threw all the clothes and palm leaves and everything. And the donkey got to walk on it. And it was an honor. It was a great honor for the donkey to carry Jesus Christ. Do you know, everybody said, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. And you know what the donkey would also said? Hosanna in the highest. That's the right way to live. That's how it has to be. The focus has to be Jesus. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. No matter how many miracles God does for us, everyone has to see Jesus. We have to be like the donkey that carries Jesus. Hosanna in the highest. Hey, look at what my Jesus did. Look at what my Jesus did. Look at what my Jesus did. All eyes on Jesus. Hosanna in the highest. If you want all flesh to see the glory of God. If you want your mountains to come down and your valleys to be raised up and your crooked places to be made straight and your rough places to be made smooth. So that the glory of the Lord should be revealed to all flesh. If you want that to happen, then you need to do something. You need to prepare the way for that. Whatever you need to do in your life, go to God and ask, Lord, what are the things I need to set right with you? What are the things I need to do in order for my way to be made smooth, for my mountains to come down so that I can prepare the place so that your glory can just fall? Hallelujah. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Now, I just want to take you here. Let's just go to verse 9. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Do not be 
afraid or be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. I won't read it one more time, so I read it accurately. Verse 9 again. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. What are all these things that are being said here? The word of God is being given. The word of God that will never fade away is given. The word of God that will last forever is given. What is this? God is coming to do something big in your life. God is coming to do something big. How many of you believe that? God is coming to do something big in your life. Is he coming to do something big? If he is coming, he is coming to do something big in your life. God is coming to do something big in your life. Do you believe it? Only those who believe it will go and shout. Those who believe it will sing out. Those who believe it will act like it's going to happen because they really, really believe it. God is so good. When someone says, I will give this for you tomorrow and you don't have it. How do you feel right away? You are so happy. You haven't gotten in your hand yet. But it's as if you've gotten it because you know what? You heard from them and you know that they said they're going to give it and it's done. When God gives us a word and he says something, even before it can happen, it's done. His promises are true. None of them will fail. Not a single one shall fall to the ground. And he works it so beautifully. And God says, I want to do something big. I want to do something big. I want to do something big. God wants to do something big in your life. God wants to do something new in your life. God wants to do something beautiful in your life. God wants to prosper you. God wants to bring down the hindrances. God wants to raise up that which is down, the blessings that are down. God wants to bring it up and say, here, this is for you. The hidden treasures that are there, God wants to bring it before you. God wants to bless you. This is God's will. God's will is for your mountains to be gone. God's will is for your valleys to be raised up. God's will is to straighten out your crooked paths. God's will is to make all the rough places smooth. This is what God. It's looking to do in your life. God wants to bless you. In order for God to bless you, God says, straighten out that which is crooked. In order for the rough place to be made smooth, God says, prepare the way. Prepare the way for God to come and do something. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself in the presence of God so that God can do mighty things in your life. He will come and he will do mighty wonders in your life. Now I'm going to take you to another scripture here. Just bear with me. I'm going to give you. Let's go here to Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to take you to. Verse. 12 onwards. Isaiah 48 from verse 12 onwards. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel. And I called. I'm he, I'm the first, I'm also the last. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand up together. All of you assemble yourselves and hear, 
Who among them has declared these things? What is God saying here? God is saying, He is the almighty, all-powerful God. He is the creator God. And God says, I'm on your side. I'm there for you. I'm there to bless you. I'm here to raise up your valleys. I'm here to bring down your mountains. I'm here to make your crooked path straight. I'm here to do the impossible for you. God says, I'm here to turn that water into wine. I'm here to take away that which is bitter and replace that with the sweetness. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Whatever lack it is, God wants to replace that lack with his fullness. Our God is a miracle working God. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, God wants to do. In order for that to happen, God says, understand the greatness, how big our God is. Understand the greatness of our God. Understand how big he is. We need to have that understanding. So we don't fear when Bad news comes away when bad things happen. We should not fear. We should not give room to fear because we must understand that our God is big and he's for us. Our God is big and he's for us. When we make room for God to come and give us what he has. Another picture I want to give you. You have a bag and you have a bag full of stuff. But you have someone who you really know and trust who says, I have these expensive things with me and you really want it. What are you going to do? Whatever you have in your bag, you know, even though you may like it, what they have is something you really want. It's of great value. What will you do? In order for you to get that, you're going to dump this bag out, whatever it is in it, you're going to dump it out and you're going to have that bag empty so that They can pour their stuff inside. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make room for God to do wondrous things in your life. Make room. Give that time to God. Make room so that God can do great and mighty things in your life. Make room. Make room for God. Make room for God. Tell the Lord today, Lord, I'm going to make room. I'm going to make room. I'm going to prepare myself so that you can just open the windows of heaven and you can pour out. I'm going to make room. Hallelujah. I'm going to make room so that God can bring my mountains down. I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to make room so that God can raise my valleys up. Wherever, whichever area there's a dip, whichever area you feel down, whichever area you feel empty, whichever area needs to be fixed, you need to make room so that the Spirit of God can come and give to you what you need. You have to get rid of whatever you need to get rid of before that. Whatever is ugly, whatever is standing in the way, of your blessings, keeping the blessings of God away from you. You need to push that out of your life. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Now, let's read this. Isaiah 48, and I'm going to read from verse 14. All of you assemble yourselves and hear. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall do his pleasure on Babylon. His arm and his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken. Yes, I have called him. I brought him and his way will prosper. Whose way will prosper? Those who have been called by God and brought by God. See, if we are called and we are brought, that means we leave whatever way we were used to before and we come into the path of God Almighty. We leave the old in order to inherit the new. And God says, look, I've brought him 
and his way will prosper. When we are in the way of God, when we're in the will of God, whatever we do will prosper. Let's go to verse 16. Come near to me, hear this. I've not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, I was there. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. What is God saying here? I'm the Lord God who will lead you, and I'll lead you in a way that will benefit you. See, God is never going to lead us in some way that's going to waste our time, and then we don't know where we are going, and he's trying to figure it out for us. No, he knows everything. As God spoke to us yesterday, God has mocked out our steps for us. He's actually planned everything for us. If we say, Lord, I'm getting on board. I'm getting on your train. I'm getting into your airplane. Wherever you're taking me, I know that's a prosperous place I'm going. God will say, come on, let's go. God is speaking to our hearts today. He is the Lord God who teaches us how to benefit from his great treasures. He teaches us. And he says, when I lead you, your way will be prosperous. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. And what's God saying here? Those who heed the commandments of God, those who listen to the word of God and give priority to the word of God, God says, the peace of God will be there in their lives in a constant way. That means those who obey God's word will have God's peace like a river. You know, that peace is not like little peace here, little peace there. Nothing can disturb them. That peace is like a steady river that is flowing constantly. You know, the trees that are by the river, they are flourishing. They look beautiful and they yield their fruit and they are a blessing to whoever will come near it. God says, when we keep the word of God, when we honor God and do that which is right before God, God says, the peace of God will flow over us like a steady river. There's a promise God is giving to us. You know, we don't have to live even a single day without having the peace of God, not a single day. No matter what happens in our lives, throughout this month of November, we can have the peace of God just going over us in a steady way. If we choose to keep his commandments, if we heed this word, then God says that peace of God will be steadily upon our lives. And I want to read verse 19. Your descendants also would have been like the sand and the offspring of your body, like the grains of the sand. His name would not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. What is God saying here? To those who follow the Lord and obey God, God says that, that their children, their generation will be blessed by God. See, our children and our generation will be blessed by God when we follow God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. God says, I'll prosper you. God says, I'll flourish you. God says, I'll fill you with my peace, flood you with my peace. God says, whatever you touch will prosper. And the Lord says that your children, your generation will prosper. They'll prosper exceedingly. When? When we know to honor the word of God that will endure forever. And whatever we do in this world, whatever we do in this world, when we align ourselves with the will of God, what will happen? Whatever we do in this world, will live forever. What we do, our works will be forever. Otherwise, it's like the people of the world 
they live today and they're gone tomorrow. They're like the grass of the field. And whatever they do and whatever they accomplish is like the flower that's on top of the grass. It's there today and tomorrow it's gone. We don't want to live that kind of a life. We want to live a life that will continue into eternity. That whatever we do here today will be a long-term investment, one-time investment. Every day that we do is a one-time investment that we can make, which will never come back. What we've done today, it goes towards God Almighty and it settles there. If we don't do what we should be doing, aligning ourselves with the will of God, then that day is gone. What we could have invested for our eternity will not be there. So God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. He says, I want to bless you. I want to bring down your mountains. I want to raise up your valley. You get ready. You get ready. If I believe that this is what God is going to do for me beginning this month, then I will get ready. I will prepare myself. If you believe that this is what God has spoken, then you should get ready for the blessing of God. Get ready to receive the blessing of God. God is speaking to our hearts. Get ready to receive the blessing of God. How will you get ready to receive the blessing of God? You need to prepare yourself. And as the Lord said, you need to empty your bag so that he can pour into your bag. You need to bring your buckets out so that the rain can fall into the bucket way. There's no water anywhere, but God is going to rain. He's spoken something. Prepare yourself to get what God has for you. Get ready for the blessing that God has for you. Make room so that God can bless you. Whatever you need to do in order to align yourself with the will of God. God, I believe this word that you've given to us in this month of November. That you want to bless us and you are going to bless us. And I'm getting ready to receive that blessing that you have for us. So that all flesh will see your glory. That's the focus. That's the highlight of everything. In the process, we get blessed. That's a blessing. In the process, God blesses us. It's a blessing. But in everything, we want God to be glorified in our lives. Go forth from Babylon. Flee from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing. Declare, proclaim this. Utter it to the ends of the earth. Say, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. And they did not thirst when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. There's no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Those who are wicked, those who live to destroy others, those who live to do evil, God says there's no peace for them. No peace at all. No matter how hard they try to have money, riches, fame, pleasure, you know, men, women, you know, whatever it is. There's no peace to them at all. You know, peace comes from God. You cannot earn that. You cannot buy that with money. You cannot. You cannot get it with any influence that you may have. You can't. It comes from God. God says, the peace of God will flood like a river. If we empty ourselves, if we make room for God and say, Lord, I'm going to give myself over to you. Lord, I'm going to give myself over to you. Tell God, Lord, this day, I'm going to align myself with the will of God. Lord, this day, I'm going to yield myself to the working of the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, whatever hindrance that is there, whatever you want to get rid of from my life that is blocking me from receiving the blessing, Jesus, show me. We can pray that. That's easy. 
we can say, Lord, whatever is blocking me from getting my blessings from you, whatever is blocking me from bringing you the glory, whatever is blocking me, Lord, from bringing your glory down, whatever is blocking me from being blessed, from my family being blessed, whatever it is, show me Jesus and I'll push it out. I'll push it out. See, if we sincerely pray that, God will show us because he wants to bless us. He says, I have so much to give you. Do you have so much room? That's what God is asking. He says, I want to bless you a lot. How much room do you have? I want to give you a lot of stuff. How much room do you have? If someone comes and says, look at this, and they show you the best furniture and the best appliances and best everything they have, and you like all of it, and you really, really like everything, and you know that this will really look good in my house, Do you have all these old furniture that is there and the old appliances that are there and everything that is there and they are willing to give everything to you? Tomorrow they're coming. The only thing you need to do is by tomorrow, you need to have all these out. You think you will do everything you can to get it out? I mean, I would. I would. If you're wise, we would. If you're lazy, we'll say, well, I can't do it and I don't have the help I need and uh, you know, every excuse in the book. Some people bring it. And what do they do? They end up losing the blessing that God has. God wants to bless us in this month of November and going forward. God wants to bless us in a multiplied manner. God wants to bless us. God wants to bless our children. God wants to bless our family. God wants to bring down the mountains. God wants to raise up the valleys. God wants to make the crooked places straight. God wants to make the rough places smooth. God wants to do mighty things in our lives. God wants to bless us. God wants to prosper us. God wants to show us how to benefit from what he is giving to us. How to become useful in this world how to really live for eternity god wants to teach us all those things but are we willing to get all those things by making room are we willing to make room so that god can bring in those new things that i can receive those new things that god has are we willing to make room god is speaking to our hearts at this hour god wants to do mighty things in our lives he wants to do mighty things in our lives Are we willing to make room? Will you make room for the Spirit of God to work in your life? Take a few minutes in the presence of God. He's the Lord God who did mighty things. He caused the waters to flow from the rock through them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. Where? In the wilderness. And this is what God is saying. It's another point that the Spirit of God wants to bring before us. He says, go forth from Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing. Declare and proclaim this. Utter it to the end of the earth. What is God saying? If you believe that God is going to do something big, if you believe that God is going to bless you beyond your imagination, If you believe that through all that God will do, the glory of the Lord will be revealed. If you believe all these things that God has spoken, God says, sing it out. Sing it out with joy. As you empty your stuff, this is what God is saying, important. As you do your house cleaning, sing it out. As you prepare the way, sing out, sing out, sing out loud. 
Sing out, sing out, sing out a new song. Sing to God and say, oh, I'm emptying this. I'm throwing this out because new stuff is coming. Because God is going to give me new stuff. That's what faith is. Faith will talk before faith can actually get what it's looking for. Because it's gotten it already. Because somebody said that. I'm giving it to you. Hallelujah. God is speaking to our hearts today. God has said, I'm going to do this for you. God has said, I'm going to raise up your valleys. God is saying, I'm going to bring down your mountains. God is saying, I'm going to make your crooked path straight. God is saying, I'm going to make the rough places smooth. God says, I'm going to do all of these things. Make room. Make room. And God says, while you make room, sing it out. Sing out what God is going to do. So while we make room, we're going to sing out. While we go before the Lord and see all the things that need to be pushed out. We're going to sing out simultaneously. What are you going to, what are you going to sing out? You're going to sing out that, oh, he's going to bring down my mountains. My God is able to bring down my mountains. Oh, my God is able to raise up my valleys. Yes, he is able. Oh, he is able. While you make room, you sing out. Sing out by faith. Sing out that, oh, he's going to do this. 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 And that's what we're seeing in Isaiah 48, where God says, hey, I did this for the people way before. Opened rivers in the desert. I split open the rock. God split open. What did they do here? What is God telling them? Sing those things out. Oh, he will do it for me. What he did for his people over and over and over again. He will do it for me. He'll do it for you. To all those who have decided to make room. I'm going to push out the old so that I can usher in the new. I'm going to push out the old so that I can receive what God has. I'm going to put the past behind. I'm going to go forward to what God has for me. I really pray that God will help you to understand the depth of which God is speaking at this hour. I really pray that God will help you to understand the seriousness of what God is speaking. This is very deep. This is true. This will happen in the life of every single person who believes and says, I'm going to push out the old, whatever God is telling me to push it out. I'm going to push out all those things. And whatever the Lord says, do this, I'm going to do that. And while I do that, I'm going to sing with expectation. What I'm going to sing, I'm going to sing that, oh, my God is going to bring down my mountains. Oh, my God is going to raise up my valleys. I'm going to sing out and sing out and sing out and sing out and sing out while I clean up. While I make room, I'm going to sing out. What am I going to sing out? I'm not going to sing out, oh my God, I got to push this out. Oh my God, I'm going to pull that out. Oh my God, I don't think that I can do this. Oh my God, how much cleaning should I do? No, that's not what God is looking for. God says, while you're pushing this out, you know, you're, you're pushing out and your cleaning will become much more easier if your eyes are up on what is coming. You need to keep your eyes on what is coming and look at what God is giving and say, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. He's going to bring down my mountain. Oh, he's coming, he's coming to raise up my valley. All he has told me is make room. All he has told me to do is make room. Oh, I can do that. I can't bring down my, I cannot bring down my mountain. I cannot raise up my valleys, but I can do one thing. I can make room. I can prepare the way so that he can come and do what he alone can do. God is speaking at this hour faith like a mustard seed is all I need to move a mountain but what that mustard seed faith will do 
prepare with expectation and sing with faith as to what God is going to do. 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 He said it. He's going to do. So while you're doing what you're doing, you sing the songs of faith. God said he will do. God said he's going to bring my mountain down. God said he's going to raise up my valley. God said he's going to crook straight and straighten out that which is crooked. Oh, God said he's going to. He's going to make all my rough places smooth. And oh, you make the rough places smooth. You make the rough places smooth in my life. Sing it out, sing it out, sing it out, sing it out, sing it out while you prepare the way. God is not looking for people who say, well, I'm not going to move anything out, but I'll sing. Oh, Lord, I know how to sing. And so I'm going to sing and say, oh, you make the rough places smooth in my life. And you know what? House is still full of stuff. Oh, your bag is still full of stuff. God will say, nice singing, but you know what? You have no room. I can't give you anything. Oh, that's the big disappointment right there. We need to do both. Clean up and while you clean up, sing. That's what faith is. You are cleaning up because you have faith, but do it joyfully. Do it with expectation, not whining and complaining. You can do it with expectation. Hey, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. If you're going to go from a small house to a big house or from an old house to a new house, You'll be sitting up, even if you didn't have sleep, you'll be going to rubbing eyes. Tomorrow is the day, closing day, and then you're going to go into a new house and you're going to be sitting up, cleaning and taking and packing and packing and keeping. Nobody can stop you. You have that much energy. Why? The motivation is, I'm going to go to my new house. I'm going to go to my new house. Your eyes are upon something else. Not that, oh, I have to clean so much. I have to clean so much. I have to clean so much. People who look at what needs to get done and wail and mourn are the people who will never inherit anything that God has for them. Now, why? Because their vision is not right. But if your vision is right, if you're able to see that which God has for you, that means you're going after the gold. God has this for you and God says, I'm going to give it to you. Just dump that out. Just dump that out. Dump out that which is toxic in your life. Dump out that which is not good for you. Dump out that which needs to go. Clean up. That's what God says. And while you clean up, God says, sing and clean up. Sing and clean up. Sing songs of faith. Sing songs about what is coming your way. That's what faith is. Whatever you've been asking God from, and whatever you're asking God for, and whatever you know God has promised, it's important that you begin singing about it. Oh, thank you, Lord, because you said you're giving it and I know you have sent it. And I'm making room because it is coming my way. And you start singing and singing and singing, not sitting and singing, while cleaning up. While you're pushing that stuff out, you're going to sing and say, oh, the new is coming. So I'm pushing this out. And this is what God is looking for. People of faith, solid faith. Solid faith is what God is looking for. Faith will talk. Faith will sing. Faith will act as if it got it because faith knows. Oh, it's coming. I've gotten the word that it's coming. So it's coming. I don't even have to see it. I'm going to be so happy. So happy. That's when song comes. When you're so happy, you start singing. And God says, be happy. Be happy. You clean up and while you're cleaning up, happily do it, happily do it, joyfully do it, wholeheartedly part with that which you need to part with. Whatever is not good for you, whatever is blocking you from getting the blessing of God, move all those things out. Go to God and ask, Lord, 
What is standing between me and the blessing that you have for him? I know you have a lot in your hands to give me. And Lord, whatever you see in my hand that shouldn't be there, whatever is blocking me from you that needs to get out, show me, Lord, I will drop it right away. Because I want to stand empty before you so you can fill me up, Jesus. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people declare your mighty works, blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Oh, blessed be the Lord, blessed be the Lord, God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Who reigns forevermore. Who reigns forevermore. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word that you've given. Make room for the king is coming. Hallelujah. Oh, he's bringing so much in his hands. Hallelujah. The heart of God is to bless his people. Hallelujah. God's heart is to bless you in all things, in every area of your life. God wants to bless you. Make room, make room, make room. Hallelujah. Make room. Joyfully make room. Sing songs while you're making room. Hallelujah. Cut down that which needs to be cut down. Remove that which needs to be removed. Put away that which needs to be put away. Hallelujah. God wants to do new things in your life. God wants to give you new things. Hallelujah. God wants to give you new beginnings. Hallelujah. God wants to do something new. Hallelujah. God wants to bring down every mountain. God wants to raise up every valley. God wants to make the crooked path straight. Hallelujah. God wants to make the rough places smooth. Hallelujah. God says, will you prepare yourself for that? Will you prepare the way for that? Hallelujah. Will you make the necessary preparation, the necessary preparations that you need to make so that I can just come and unload my blessings upon you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word that you've given to us. It's a good word from our good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people this night. Bless us in this month of November. You have a lot of good things to give us, Lord. We give ourselves to preparing ourselves, oh Lord, so that we can receive every bit of it. Hallelujah. We want to receive every bit of your blessing. We don't want to miss anything, Father. Bless us, O Savior. 
Bless your people, Lord, this night. Cause them to grow in strength. Cause them to grow in strength. Cause them to grow in strength. In the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cause them to grow in strength. Hallelujah. All by doing that which they need to do. Hallelujah. Whatever is weakening their faith and whatever is dragging them down, cause them to push all those things away from them out of their lives so that they can receive that which you have, O oh Lord. I thank you, Father. Thank you for your word that you spoke to us. Thank you for your word that you gave to us, O oh Lord, this night. Bless your people. May each one go to God and ask what needs to be removed from their lives and what they need to do in order to make room so that you can bless them, Father, beyond measure. Thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit. Rest and remain with us all now, not until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.